welcome to the Daily Mind Grind Podcast. I am your host and MC for today, JC, aka Jimmy Cadillo. I have here with me today, um, Maddie is on the line here with me, so he'll be joining us on this podcast, as well as JT. Matt, say hello, sir. How's it going? How's it going, man? Hey, DMG got his own podcast now? Hey, man. Honestly, I'm excited, man. I've, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Honestly, for a long time. Out of all the things that we've talked about, uh, probably the, the podcasting portion of it has probably been the, the, the thing that I've looked forward to the most is starting a podcast more than anything else. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. This is, this is overdue. Yeah, it's definitely overdue. JT! Yeah, it's what's good. Good, man. So, uh, you know, so the reason I have these uh, two guys on here, so, you know, when we talk about the, you know, the Daily Mind Grind podcast, so really what is this podcast going to be about? So the really cool part, man, it's, it's just going to be about a lot of things, right? So uh, whether you follow other podcasts, I know I'm a big podcast follower. Uh, I follow a bunch of different podcasts that range in, you know, from motivation to business to uh, social media and, you know, and everything else in between, you know, I think what the daily mind grind podcast to me is going to be is just a culmination of just, uh, overall, right. It's, it's very rare that you get a podcast from somebody that is an entrepreneur, business owner, uh, you know, health is, is important, obviously to me, if you follow my other channels, I'm big on health. Uh, obviously I went keto quite a few years back, but just health in general, whether you're keto or not, doesn't matter to me, uh, just being healthy. Um, and then obviously being able to scale and run your businesses effectively, uh, and then from a motivational standpoint, right? So how can we take all of that and apply it to, you know, daily routines, right? Apply it to what you do daily. Uh, so that's uh, what I believe what I want my you know podcast to be about. So anything and everything that I think can help you in your daily lives and hopefully something you listen to or something that I say or a topic that we talk about uh, will make you better tomorrow than you are today. And that is my hope for my podcast, man. So just wanted to get that out there. So if you're joining us either for the very first time or maybe you're listening to this one episode uh, two years after we put it out, we appreciate you. Thank you for following us, man. And let's just get to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's get it. So the topic of the day today. So, you know, thought about this long and hard, man. If we're going to if we're going to start a podcast, let's start off with something that I think is uber important. And there's a backstory to this that I want to talk about just real quick. So the topic of the day and what we want to talk about today is going to be there's a difference between embracing and accepting. So I'm going to say that again. Right. There's a difference between embracing and and accepting. So there's a, there's a small backstory to this topic. I know Matt, you and I, and JT, we were on a call yesterday talking about something else. And we got into a conversation about how this kind of topic came to be and, uh, thought it was a pretty interesting story. So figured, Hey, you know, if we're going to start the podcast today, uh, let's just start, you know, start with this one. Right. So backstory, how we came to be in, in this particular conversation. So I travel a lot. So uh, we have clients in Minnesota, uh, Texas, Dallas, Washington, uh, Philadelphia quite a few times. We've been to New York and Florida. Uh, but I have a particular client in Minnesota that, that I have to fly in and see uh, once a quarter. So for anyone that's never been to Minnesota, and you're from, so if you're from anywhere in the West Coast and you think you know what cold is, 
Yeah, I got news for you. You have no idea what cold is until you've been to Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, talk about ridiculous cold. It is cold, man. So anyway, so I fly to Minnesota to uh, go see my client and, and handle some things. And as the story goes, like I was telling you guys yesterday, so I'm sitting in the tarmac and it's probably, I don't know, maybe 12 degrees, 9 degrees. I mean, it's, it's single digits. It might have even been negative, to be honest with you. Wow. Either way, we're boarding this plane, right? And uh, we're sitting on a plane and everyone's in and we get strapped in and the captain's like, hey, we're ready for takeoff, uh, so forth and so on. So uh, the plane pulls out of the... Uh, out of the, the deal there and we start, you know, heading down, um, you know, so as we're, you know, heading down, basically, um, we start to, um, get in line for de-icing, right? Wow. So I don't know if you guys know what de-icing is or if you guys have ever been in a plane that had to be de-iced, but quick explanation, it is so cold that they have to essentially cover your plane with this kind of gel-like substance that will make sure that as your plane is taking off, it doesn't completely turn into a giant ice cube and fall to the ground, wow. in a nutshell. Right? <laughs> okay, that's I guess that, that would be, if you're in a plane, you definitely don't want to explain it that way, by the way, okay? But that, that is essentially the <laughs> yeah, explanation, right? right. Um, so anyway, so, so with that being said, uh, we get into this de-icing line, and, you know, 15 minutes turns to 30 minutes, 30 minutes turns to 45. So about an hour of sitting on the tarmac, um, the captain comes on and in his usual, very calm voice says something to the effect of, hey, folks, you know, uh, we apologize for the delay as we sit here waiting to get the iced and uh, we're in line and uh, we're about uh, <laughs> seven planes back. Uh, I'm doing a pretty good job, right? Of like, right. So, yeah, we're sitting about seven planes back. And uh, the good news is that uh, we will be taking off. Uh, the bad news is that we have about another hour to an hour and 15 minutes uh, before we are up to the icing. So grab a seat, stay comfortable, and uh, we will keep you updated. Wow. That's literally what it sounded like, right? <laughs> so, so the entire plane literally let out a gasp. Like the whole plane was like, ah, oh, right? Because you have to understand... I don't like to do the whole like uh, change planes in between, right? Like, so it's a direct flight to San Diego. So everyone on that plane is landing in sunny San Diego. Okay. Yeah. So, so, we, so we all want to be home. Okay. Right. So yeah. Can't get there fast enough. Man can't get there fast enough. So, so at that moment in time, I think to myself, non-happy thoughts right through my head. Right. So I have nothing but bad bad uh negative thoughts in my brain right so everything from being frustrated i have been gone from home for a week i hadn't seen my wife and my son for a week uh this is friday by the way i was supposed wow. to fly in san diego friday at seven o'clock which wasn't too bad i figured i'm gonna have dinner and then go home or have dinner with my family i mean i had a million you know things in my head that were supposed to be good that all of a sudden turned bad because we're you know we're essentially gonna land now at like you know past 10 o'clock pst time right yeah yeah so as i'm going through that mentality in my head you know i, I kind of have to sometimes snap myself out of it and kind of take my own advice right uh you know for anyone that's ever followed any of my other channels and maybe some of the other things i've talked about is you know uh your thoughts 
essentially become your actions, right? What you think ends up being portrayed in your actions, right? And your actions typically dictate your day and your day will typically dictate your week. Your week will dictate your month and then your month will dictate your years, right? Essentially, that is right. the, that's right. how that works, right? So, so I caught myself being super negative. And at that moment in time, I remember thinking to myself, I had my phone in my hand and I was listening to some tunes and I remember thinking to myself, like, this is just a bad place to be mentally. And I grabbed out my, my, uh, my note taking app that I use. And I just happened to write down like the first thing that came to my mind, man. And the first thing that came to my mind was there's a difference between embracing and accepting. Like that's what I wrote down mm-hmm. on the plane. Right. So the thought process in my brain was right. I can either accept what is happening right now and completely utterly get myself mentally in a very negative state and literally nothing good can come out of that. Like there's going to be no positives there, right? I'm going to land. I'm going to be in a crappy mood. I'm going to take it out of my wife and my son that I haven't seen in in a week. Um, It's going to ruin my weekend. And then I'm going to go into next week with a completely crappy attitude, right? Like that, that is how that's going to turn out if I accept what is happening or I can embrace it. Here's what I mean by embracing in that particular moment. What I meant by embracing in that particular moment is I'm in a plane. I'm stuck on a tarmac. I'm going to be here another hour and 15 minutes. And the reality is that I can't flap my arms (laughs) fast enough for me to fly myself home. Right. Right. (laughs) There's literally nothing I could do. I can't go outside and de-ice the plane myself, right? right. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that, right? You can't wiggle the nose? Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I can't do the dream of genie thing and wiggle <laughs> the nose, but I can do that, right? So right. there's literally nothing that I could do other than to sit in my seat and take that extra hour and 15 minutes and do something with it that is going to be productive in some way, shape, or form, right? Absolutely. So I embraced the fact that I was going to be sitting there. I pulled out my laptop, opened it up, happened to still have internet access because I'm on the tarmac, so I'm still on the ground, happened to have Mm -hmm. internet access. So I went ahead and logged into my internet. I logged into my email. I started going through my tasks. I noticed there was an email that I had forgot to answer to on a potential new client that had emailed me and said, hey, you know, love your stuff, you know, yada, yada, whatever he was saying. Right. And I totally, because I was traveling, I forgot to answer him back. Um, so I figured, Hey, I'm sitting on a plane. I took, answered the email while I'm sitting on the tarmac. Well, that email that I shot on a Friday ended up getting responded to on a Saturday. And then I ended up bringing on that, that, you know, that client on as a customer for us on that following Monday, which nice. is just two, a couple of days later. Right. So, so that is the epitome of the difference between standing still or constantly moving, right? Like accepting or embracing what is, you know, essentially happening to you. So anyway, so that's the backstory for this topic of the day, man, because I think a lot of times and, you know, one of the main reasons, first and foremost, one of the main reasons you guys are on is we, we spend a lot of time together, right? Like we, we all do, right? You, Matt, me, JT, we spend a lot of time on the phone together, especially now with COVID-19, right? We do a lot of, uh, you know, hangouts and Google meets and, you know, phone calls and text messages and messages and all sorts of things. Right. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, people don't realize that, you know, 
we talk about tons of stuff, right? Um, all sorts of different situations and scenarios. So, uh, the value obviously for you guys being on this podcast is you guys have really become like my sounding board, which I really appreciate by the way. Right. Um, I'm not always right. I don't pretend to be right. And listen, I don't want to be right. If I'm right a hundred percent of the time, that means there's nothing for me to learn and I might as well just shut it down now. Right? Like there's no need for me to go on. Um, so a major plus positive is the fact that you guys really give different perspectives. So difference between embracing and accepting that is the backstory for the topic. Uh, but I'm, we're going to dig a little bit deeper, man, because I want to talk about it, man. So, because I think a lot of times in situations that, uh, with any of the companies that we currently have, or even with you guys with think creative, which is our digital arm, right? Right. Right. A lot of times we are in situations where we can either accept what is happening or we can embrace what is happening and then do something about it at that point. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's where people get stuck. Yes. A lot of times, right? They, they get stuck with, I'll give you a scenario, right? Accepting. Um, you were doing something for your business. You had a plan of action or you had a, a, a formula or a pre-written business plan that you thought was airtight. Like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to launch whatever it is I'm going to launch, right? Right. Uh, And it's going to happen like this, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. First and foremost, take it from a guy that owns multiple businesses, has had multiple businesses. It is never A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, ever. Like, that's... That hasn't happened yet, okay? <laughs> that, that hasn't happened yet, right? So, uh, so that's that's first. But but I get it. If you're if you're new to business, or you're new to whatever you're trying to launch or whatever you're trying to do, I understand that you you know Mike Tyson said it best, right? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? right. Um, you're gonna get punched in the face, right? So difference between accepting and embracing uh, and embracing is. You have a plan of action. You want to launch this thing. Uh, You go out to do what you want to do. And something happens to where all of a sudden, whatever it is you had lined out is not going to work. So let's, let's, let's go a little bit deeper and a little bit more specific. So we understand you were going to bring in some cash, right? You, you need, you know, you need $20,000 to launch this thing. Uh, you had a plan of action to go get a loan from, you know, your prototypical loan from a bank. That's going to give you the 20 grand in capital that you need because you currently do not have that 20 grand in capital. Uh, you, uh, everything was going smoothly. The bank said, Hey, it should be no problem. We're going to lend you the 20 grand. Um, and then all of a sudden one thing led to the other, you didn't get the 20 grand. Now that's the scenario. Here's the difference between embracing and accepting. Accepting would mean that you're going to pout about it. You didn't get the 20 G's and you think that because you didn't get the 20 G's, it's not the perfect time to launch whatever it is you're trying to launch. And then you're just going to put it on the back burner because obviously whatever you believe in and whatever higher power you believe in is trying to send you a message. Right. That yeah. is, that is accepting, yeah. right? Nothing happens with that. Like there's no movement there. Like there's nothing good that happens especially if it's something that you really feel strongly about, right? right? Nothing's going to happen by you accepting the fact that you didn't get that money. That would be accepting. Mm-hmm. You accept, you end up doing nothing about it and that's it. That's where it ends. Nothing else happens because 
there's never a perfect time for whatever it is you are trying to do anyways. Never. There's never a perfect time. I don't care when you do it, never a perfect time, right? There's no such thing as that when you're trying to launch something or do something that is out of the box or out of the ordinary or out of your comfort zone, I should say, right? Right. So that would be accepting. Here's where embracing, right? Embracing in that exact same scenario, here's where embracing would be. Embracing means you didn't get the 20 grand. Okay, great. You didn't get the 20 grand. Now what? Great. Let's take a look at the business plan. What was the money going to be used for? Okay. The money was going to be used for, uh, you know, 50% was going to be used for marketing. The other 50% or the other 25% was going to be used to build whatever it is you were trying to build. Uh, and then the other, you know, 25% was going to be used to uh, hire someone to show you how to do some organic social media per se, right? Just hypothetical. Okay. Right. So here's where embracing would take over. Great. You didn't get the 20 grand. Instead of hiring someone to do your social media or to help you do some of your social media, guess what? You're going to have to put in some long nights and you're going to have to learn how to do social media yourself. Mm. That way you don't have to hire somebody. So you can just do it yourself for now. Is it going to be like that forever? No, but that's what you have to do right now. Right. right? So again, shift, pivot, right? Mm. Learn how to do it yourself. The other money that you were going to use, right, for marketing, guess what? You don't have the money anymore. So now, instead of marketing, here's the other thing that you can do, okay? You can start going to, you know, let's just say uh, third-party people, right? People that have some sort of following, right? Um, And you can start to reach out and see what you can offer them that is valuable to them. And then in return, they can give you, right, maybe some shout outs or maybe they can, uh, you know, let you, you know, kind of ping to their page or their social media accounts for some sort. Right. Mm -hmm. So, again, old school bartering in a digital way. Right. That's all bartering is. Bartering is I have something you need. You have something I need. So that's a perfect that's a match made in heaven right how do i provide that for you how do you provide that for me it's a win-win situation everybody wins right Mm -hmm. so that would be the other way to embrace in that particular scenario and then the other way to embrace is you were going to use part of the money to develop whatever it is you wanted to develop and this is a part where i do believe a lot of new guys kind of get snagged up as well is you may have to reach out to a developer or if it was something you were trying to develop or if it was a code that you were trying to write or a website that you were trying to get up or a blog post that you're trying to get up or something like that, you may have to reach out to the web developer that you had in mind or the blogger you had in mind or the developer you had in mind, right? You may have to reach out to those guys and you may have to say, hey, listen, here's what I want to do. I don't have the upfront cash, right, to pay for your services now. I could do one of two things. I, you can either, I can pay you a royalty over time. So I'll pay you a 10% or 15% or 20% or whatever that math looks like. I'll pay you a royalty on every money generated from this business for the next 24 months or 12 months or whatever that looks like, right? To not only pay you back, but you're actually going to make some money. That would be an option. Another option would be to offer them some sort of uh, ownership option, even if it's a minor one. I'll give you 5%, 7%. I'll give you 8% of this blog or 8% of everything generated from this website, right? In ownership stake of some sort, right? As long as you're willing to build a website for free or as long as you're willing to code for free or so forth and so on, right? right. Keep in mind, you you never, ever, ever uh, 
lack resources, you lack resourcefulness. Like there's always options, but I think the difference is when you start accepting defeat, essentially, once you've accepted something for, for whatever that face value is, once you no matter what it is, guys, once you've accepted something as fact at face value, you've already lost. That's it. You've lost. Because essentially what you have told yourself is that no matter what you do, it's not going to get any better. And more often than not, you're not even going to attempt to make it better because you've already accepted the fact that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that is wow. the problem. And that is the difference between accepting and embracing, right? Got right. Like back to the plane story, right? It is. It was what it was, man. I wasn't going to get out of the plane. Uh, I wasn't going to fly home. And being in a, in a crappy mood all weekend when I was back with my family and having a bad week the week after wasn't something that that was going to help the situation any it just wasn't so what ended up happening we went from that to we turned it into not necessarily a positive situation but semi-positive i still got home safe right so caught my blessings right i got home safe i got to see my family that night i had a good weekend and on monday we made some revenue nice. <laughs> yeah hey, hey, good looking out <laughs> so so you know so uh, I'd like to kind of, uh, kind of get your guys' feedback a little bit, right? Have you guys had like, like, uh, how do you guys deal with that, right? Because everyone deals with it differently, right? Uh, again, I may say difference between embracing and accepting. You guys may call it something else. Like everyone deals with these situations in a different way. Everyone, everyone kind of has their own way of of kind of going through those things. Like, can you guys? get me into your head a little bit like how do you guys deal with those situations and those moments if you don't mind me asking go ahead matt uh we'll let you before beauty go nice (laughs) (laughs) okay um well i i think there is a difference in that and a lot of times for me personally the way that i handle those situations kind of it's not necessarily the same because i may not really be um aware of how my mood is at the time. And, and there's times where I'll let, you know, my mood kind of dictate what comes next. So I do get in a foul mood sometimes, you know, or there's also times where I just rather, you know, just take time to myself, be quiet, maybe not say anything too much and, and just kind of scope things out. And, and sometimes you do, I, I'm a very introspective type of person. So I'm in my head a lot, having a lot of conversations with myself. And I know it makes me sound crazy that I'm saying it on a podcast like that, but <laughs> Um, it, it's truth. And and for me, I always think, I always tell everybody that ever values an opinion of mine that a lot of times the most important conversations that you'll ever have in life are the ones that you have with yourself. And when I say conversations, it's a lot of, it's, it's speaking to what it is that you're feeling. And it's also listening to what it is that you're telling yourself. Um, I was watching on, I, I think you guys are, you guys are, I know Jimmy, you're obviously a, 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 a basketball fan, a Laker fan. JT, are you a basketball fan as well? Uh, I call myself a window shopper. Uh, I'll watch a game or two here and there. Yeah. Well, uh, so recently they, um, ESPN released like this, this uh, 30 for 30 documentary mm-hmm. on the Chicago Bulls. It's, um, it's really good so far. There's only played like two episodes out of 10. It's called The Last Dance. So if you guys get a chance, I recommend you, you watch that. I heard it was but fantastic, by the way. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was great. 
you, you got to look out for it, man. So there's, it takes you really into the perspective of what Michael's going through, Michael Jordan, who's probably the greatest basketball uh, player ever next to Kobe. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, he goes through this, this stage and, and so they're going through these battles within the team themselves. They've already won five championships and now they're about to do a, a second three-peat, which is unheard of in the sport. And um, they're going through battles with pay, how to keep the team together, things like that. Scottie Pippen, if you guys have ever talked about Michael Jordan, then you've also talked about Scottie Pippen, Absolutely. right? Well, Pippen has already been told, um, and head coach Phil Jackson has already been told by, um, by the GM that this is this is Phil's last season. Wow. And nobody wants to to play for anybody else but Phil. Look at all the success they've had as individuals, as a team. They're breaking records. So it got to that point where it showed my MJ having to do this. He's like, I have to accept the fact that this is this is the last season that this group is going to be together. I have to accept the fact that Scottie Pippen is is now, you know, um holding out. A little bit yeah. he's not getting his fair due with the money he has some injuries that he has to uh you know let get better um and so he's just frustrated in these practices man like he's yelling at his at his teammates like what the like what the fuck harp like what are you waiting for and <laughs> you know and everybody's just like is seeing like this mean streak in, in mike come out right but Mike has one thing that, like, he's focused on what the goal is. And if this is going to be the last ride or the last dance, well, shit, we're about, to, we're about to do everything we can to make this our season. And it's just like you, you see him having to accept the fact that, you know, his, his you know, Robin isn't going to be next to him throughout these games. And then you, you realize that how much of a uh, asset Scottie Pippen was because they're not closing out games. In fact, they're losing to like the Cavaliers. They're losing to teams that shouldn't even be giving them a challenge, Mm -hmm. but they're losing these games. So then he has to embrace the challenge. And he says, you know, the media is all over him at this time. And the media is asking him, you know, how are you going to get through this? What are you going to do? And obviously it's a lot more work on your end. And he says, yeah, there is a lot more that I'm going to have to do. And I'm kind of looking forward to it, actually. And that was like, that's where this whole, you know, your your words, Jimmy, kind of triggered. It popped into my head when I watched that that portion of it. it was like, yo, that's really what embracing it and accepting is. There is a difference. And you can be unhappy as hell, but at some point you kind of have to accept something. Now, what you do after you accept, well, you can either embrace it and become something big, better, batter and or you can you cannot and like you were afraid of well now it's going to affect my kid and my wife and if they have a bad weekend because of me then that means I'm gonna have a bad next week because I'm gonna be thinking about that and not to mention you also have you know different uh pressures on your shoulders too because obviously you're a business owner and you have an entire team that kind of you know is relying on you to make some of these deals and you're relying on us to you know make the deals that you make we have to kind of you know uh, do our part and make sure we come through on whatever it is whatever deal was made but so it's just more pressure on you and I think um I may not have 
you know, uh, had to go through the accepting versus embracing quite to that level yet. But I could definitely feel just even on on lower levels, whether it's my um, my journey as, as being a leader on the team, um, even just being a son to my mother, um, having to, you know, the relationship that we've had, it went from, you know, the greatest that was my like my best friend for a long time. And then it came down to like, we don't talk, um, don't even say my name around her type of deal. And having to like um, do what you can in order to to fix that and, and to honestly make yourself kind of realize what, what truly makes you happy. And I think once you realize what makes you happy, it's easy to pinpoint what's going to make me unhappy. And when, when, then when I'm able to see like, well, this situation arised, I'm unhappy about it. What can I do to get happy again? So, I mean, in a way it's kind of selfish, um, but it, it's also beneficial to, to everyone around me at that point too. Now me and my mother are like, you know, we're back talking all the time and she's clowning on me and I'm clowning on her and it's all fun and game. So just different levels, man. You'll, you'll, you'll be dealt with these things all the time. I'm sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, and I've, and I've often said, by the way, um, first of all, thanks for your perspective. I appreciate that. But you know, I've often said the most important relationship that you're ever going to have is with yourself. Absolutely. Period. Right. Like, and, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've, I've been, I've been slammed for that comment quite a few times by, you know, just, you know, people that are out there, conversations I've had and, of course. you know, you know, there's always, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the, the religion conversation, right. Whether the most important conversations with the powers to be, I'm not going to get into that conversation, but you know, some people think, you know, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is with your wife or with your kids. Uh, I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that to be fact. Uh, I believe that if you're, relationship with your own self isn't where it needs to be all those other relationships are nowhere near or can never be as healthy as they should be and need to be mm-hmm. that is that's my thought now i'm open for debate if someone thinks that's, that's differently but that's one of the things that resonated that you just said matt right like you have a lot of conversations with yourself um and oftentimes the hardest conversation you can have with yourself is the is the hardest conversation that you're going to have is the one that you need to have with yourself a lot of people aren't willing to have that conversation yeah absolutely you know and it's interesting that you say that jimmy because uh when you're talking about uh have the most important relationship that you have is with yourself right um i i i remember thinking to myself all the time, I heard this from my father, from my grandfather, from teachers, uh, when they say, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others? And, and that's just so true, right? You, you got to believe in yourself. You have to be strong. You have to be uh, uh, mentally on it all the time. You need to make sure that everything that you do, you understand that there's consequences, not only to your actions, but what the cause and effect you cause to everybody else around you. So absolutely, I, I definitely believe that that you got to take care of yourself and you, the best relationship you can have is with yourself first is absolutely true. It's kind of what they say, right? Since, since this entire topic opened up with, with, uh, you know, with sitting on a tarmac on a plane, there's a reason they tell you that if the oxygen mask come down, put yours on first before you help anyone else put theirs on, right? Absolutely. There's a reason they tell oh, you that. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a reason they tell you that, right? Like you can't, 
you know, if you're busy grasping for air, you do no good to anybody else yeah. uh, at that point, right? Um, I was talking to a colleague of mine. Um, they own their own. He owns his own business, and and I own my own business. We've done some business in the past here and there, and he was having a tough time with, you know, and I know this is a tough conversation, but it's a it's a factual conversation, right? So he he was having a, a tough time, you know, you know, with this COVID nineteen. Uh, the reality is every company was put in a situation where they needed to slim down, right? Unfortunately, yeah. whether they needed to lay off some people or whatever, uh, it was what it was. And uh, at some point, I, I would love to uh, touch on that a little bit deeper so that kind of people understand, you know, unfortunately, why those things need to happen sometimes. But but anyways, he was having a tough time with that and he was battling in his own head, right? Let's so go back to Matt, right? Like he was having some tough conversations with himself, but he was having a real tough time uh living with that decision which i get i totally get i I had the same conversation in my head the way that i got over it which is the way that i told once i mentioned this to him he was like dude that makes makes it so much not that it makes it easier but it eases the pain to some degree Mm. um because he asked me like how did you how did you get through that because we have to do the same thing unfortunately how did i get through that because i'm a people person i love my people Right? If I could keep my people forever, I would, right? Um, it's unrealistic to think that, but that's that's just my thought process, right? right? So how did I get over it? And the way that I not necessarily got over it, but the way that I, that I eased my pain was that I thought to myself, uh, again, back to the, the whole, you know, airplane oxygen mask analogy, right? Uh, what good am I to all my people if I go out of business? Right. Like who am I going to be able to help if I go out of business period at that point? Right. So now at that point, unfortunately, I'm not talking about, uh, having an effect on four or five people. I'm have, I'm, I'm talking about having an effect on everyone that works for me. You're talking over 20 people in the organization that would have automatically been in a worse situation today than they were in, you know, the day before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do no good to anyone if I don't make the tough decisions that put me out of business, zero, not to mention for that's the internal forget about that. That's internal. Now, externally, how many people and how many business do we businesses do we help? How many, like we help a lot of businesses do what they need to do. I, we wouldn't be able to help those either. Right. right. So yeah. that, that is kind of the, at least was my thought process. That's what eased the pain for me. I'm not saying it's perfect, I'm not saying it is the right or wrong thing to do, uh, but that is that is what eased the pain. And, and anyways, when I finished explaining that to my colleague, uh, he was like, man, that is, I needed that. Like he, he needed to hear that, right? Like you're not a bad person, man. Uh, you are trying uh, first and foremost to do, to do the best that you can given the current circumstance. But think about how many people you won't be able to help if you go out of business. And then once he saw it from that perspective, all of a sudden he's like, man, you're right. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that kind of helped. But anyways, JT, you know, how do you JT? So, so anyone that doesn't know, we're big military supporters, right? I'm a huge military supporter. Uh, yeah. JT happens to be ex military, right? right? So we very much appreciate, uh, everything that he has done for this country. 
Um, so we very much appreciate you. We don't tell you enough, JT, by the way. Thank you. Um, and, and I will tell you another thing about JT that you guys may not know. He eats better than anyone in the entire company, okay? I just, I'm just that there, right? So if you should ever want to, you know, essentially, you know, you know, have uh, some food porn for yourself, JT's the guy, man. Like this guy, like he'll send me pictures on weekends of meals he's having and I'm like, where the hell is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's, he's a, he's also helped me out with um, uh, like wine. Obviously, in in Semecula, wineries are huge, but I've never never really took the opportunity to understand wine or there's different types of wines. What the heck? Um, but dude, he has a he has a whole knowledge base full of wine too, man. Like, <laughs> does, does he does he do the whole like smelling, swishing in his glass? Does he do all that? All those key terms, bro. Like those little buzzwords. Like like uh, what is it? Um, oh man, pine like piney yes. or. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Listen, JT, I'm all down with that, but the minute you drink wine, swish it around your mouth and spit it back in the glass, bro, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I'm just letting you know I'm out. At this point, but, I, pretty, I pretty much know what I like and what the name of it is, so you want to. That, that, that is fair. But anyway, so, so, but JT, so talk to me. So you probably, hell, man, I'd probably say you have more experience than me, really me and Matt combined, man, I just being in the military and having to deal with some of those things. Uh, and then obviously out of the military, uh, kind of walk us through that, man. Like how, how did you get through some of these moments, man? Like how do you work through that in your head? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's an interesting story because not only, you know, being retired from the military, do, do I experience this, but also, you know, throughout my lifetime, you know, uh, I grew up with a single uh, mother, one mother, you know, single parent, and uh, the the trials and tribulations that we went through in regards to embracing and accepting were were a plethora, right? And and that also led me to my career in the military, where the choices that I made, you know, also were with regard to embracing and accepting. So from childhood to now, I would say my my thought process, my uh, mantra of understanding what embracing and accepting is, has has modified or changed a bit uh, over time. Um, but with that said, for example, Jimmy. To me, embracing something means uh, welcoming the, situ the situation or the scenario, right? So whether it's a negative or positive situation, uh, the question is, how will I react? So over time, I've learned that embracing for me means uh, reaction. How do I react to the situation after I've made a decision? And that's where I see accepting to be a decision. Whether it's a good or bad decision, whether it's a yes or no decision, for me, accepting something means uh, making a decision, right? So... The more choices I have, the more attempts I have to attempt to accept the situation. And once I accept the situation, whether I accept, I accept it because I know it's going to be a negative situation or whether I accept it because I know I can, uh, you know, adapt, overcome and move forward and make it positive, whatever the case may be. Once I accept it, which is my choice, I learn to embrace it. So for me, it's a little bit different in regards to those two situations, but, but I'll give you an example. So the reason why I say it's a choice, um, it's kind of like a two-step process for me. So if I accept that I may not be perfect um, and that I don't know everything, but then I turn around and embrace it in a positive manner where I say, okay, I, I may not know everything and I may not be perfect, right? There's no such thing as perfect. But, you know, for this case scenario, let's say uh, I accept that, right? 
But then I embrace it going forward by saying, okay, if I'm accepting that, then I'm going to embrace it in a way where I'm going to study harder. I'm going to make sure that whatever I don't know, I absorb as much knowledge as I can from it. So that's kind of the way I see accepting and embracing in life uh, over time, that I take it as a two-step process, a choice and a reaction. So uh, within the military, right, that as a kid, I enjoyed watching Marine commercials, right? I don't know if you remember those, Jimmy, or even Matt. Uh, It's just every time you watch that commercial, it motivated the hell out of me to go out there and and do what they do. I wanted to be the few and the proud. You know which one? You know what I remember from those commercials, JT? Yeah. I always remember the one where everyone else is running away from whatever the attack is, you know, whatever the bad stuff is. Yeah, yeah. And the Marines are running towards it, right? You know what I mean? Uh, That's the commercial that I remember. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I I loved every commercial. Actually, I told my mom to record it. I would write down what it says so I can repeat it. You know, I was a kind of weird little kid, but that's what I wanted. You know, my whole lifetime, I looked up to Marines. Was it something that I wanted to do? Hey, that is funny. He said a weird little kid, right? That's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I caught that too. (laughs) So that that's something that, you know, I at that time, it's not so much that I wanted to be a Marine. But, you know, I, I like the lifestyle. I enjoyed watching the commercials. And, and the thought of being a hero, you know, was was cool. But, you know, not until, you know, through life, I went through some different situations. I was fortunate enough to to join a business early on when I was young, uh, learn the ropes and be able to help build other businesses and teams. And, and it came to a point where, you know, I got mixed up with some bad people. Obviously, you know, sometimes money can change you at a, at a young age, especially when you're inexperienced. And uh, it comes to a point where you have to make a decision, right? So without giving too much details about what that situation was, um, I was almost 22 years old and I had to make a decision whether I was going to stay where I was at, accept the situation for what it was and see that through or make a different uh, choice where I was going to accept that, okay, I put myself in this situation. Now, how I react is up to me. So am I going to embrace this? as a choice to give me a different opportunity, a new path to follow, or am I going to embrace this and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, I'm going to see it out and see what happens. So of course at that, at that time, my choice was uh, to continue within the military. Um, I was still doing uh, what they call part-time service, right? Uh, The reserves. And then I got into some active reserve, which is like a nine to five job. And then I did my other job uh, outside of those working hours. But, uh, but I, I accepted the situation for what it was that I put myself in that situation that, you know, there's one choice either to go forward or I can take a default choice to go backwards. So I embraced that situation and that choice with, you know what, I'm going to change my life. And maybe this is an opportunity for me to do something different. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I joined the Marine Corps. Um, I went active service in the Marine Corps. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, there was multiple talking about accepting, right? Uh, when you get into the military, especially the Marines, um, you can't do anything else but accept the situation for what it is. You pretty much get taken in and told, you know, that your whole world is gone as you know it. Your parents don't exist. Your friends don't exist. And they pretty much build you down so they can build you back up. So just imagine that that accept and embrace part, right? In the military, uh, you're young. You don't know what to expect. You come into a wall and all of a sudden your whole world's getting changed upside down. So there was definitely a lot of uh, accepting I had to do to where um, I wasn't embracing anything. I was accepting that this is what I chose and this is how it's going to be. 
So that was definitely a, a wake up call to me in regards to appreciating other little things that, you know, sometimes we take uh, advantage of. So as I went through the military and, and I went through those steps, um, accepting the situation became a choice to me. So falling back on the reason why I say it's a two-step process, you know, uh, I learned to accept the situation, but accepting it negatively or positively is my choice, right? So once I make that decision, then I'm moving forward with an action, which to me is embracing the situation and then having an outline or a plan to go forward. So over time, I think that's what's helped me out in guiding me and giving me uh, the direction that I need to go in. And also, like you stated yourself, I don't know if you ever heard of Stephen Covey, but he has a book called The uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, have, have yeah, you read it? I read it. Yeah. So the first one is investing in yourself, right? So that that's huge. And I think uh, embracing and accepting those two factors is a real big uh, part of investing in yourself, right? Um, whether you accept to to be the way you are or the way you're not, um, you have to make a choice, right? You can't just live in limbo and not know what, what that choice is. So if you're accepting that, you know, your life has been a certain way and up to this point, this is what you have, then you need to make another choice and react to that in the way of how you're going to embrace that. And then the flip side, if you accept that you're happy the way you're at, your life is now and up to this point you feel happy, great. So now you're embracing that and you're saying, you know what? What's next? I, I enjoy my life the way it is. I'm happy, but but what's the next thing that I can do? So so overall, Jimmy, just to give you a roundabout of that, um, we're probably going to talk about my military experience and places I went, and, and those are probably the reasons why I love to eat and drink a lot because I've been uh, all seven continents. I've been all around the world and enjoy all the delicacies there. But all in all, to me, that's what it is. It's a, it's a two-step process that I use for myself to dictate where my life is going to go and who I want to be. Thanks for that, man. That's a great, great perspective. And we've been going on for roughly about 46 minutes, but I do want to highlight two other things. And I, and I actually would love to, to have a, at some point have a discussion maybe on a different podcast uh, time frame for this particular thing. So you said something that I caught on to. It's one of the main things that, that I try and make sure I focus on at all times, because this seems to be like the one singular thing um, that helps me no matter what's happening. Like whether, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's detrimental, whether it's something that's kind of, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe this shit happened or like the world's going to goddamn end or whatever, right? right? The one singular thing that always helps me with any situation, good or bad, even more so with, with bad, think about the, the worst of the worst of the worst, right? The one thing that has always helped me more than anything else is to just take massive action at that moment in time, period. Like, and again, we, we can we can go down the rabbit hole and expand on that, how I do that and how you do that and how Matt does that or anyone else that we have on the show. But massive action, my friend, is the one thing that has helped me more than anything. Whenever I feel like I'm drowning, um, I take things that I know that need to be done I prioritize them, which I tend to do every day anyways, but I prioritize them. Uh, and then once I prioritize them on the, from most important to least important, uh, and then I break those up into, into day chunks and then week chunks, mm -hmm. then I just take massive action. Like I'll just start knocking shit out off that list as quick as possible. Um, that is the one singular thing that has, that has worked for me to, to make me feel 
better or make me feel like I'm moving forward every day. Um, it's just that, man. So it's, it's interesting that you say that is a two-step process for you, but obviously one of the processes being uh, taking action, man. That, that has been, that is valuable, super valuable. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's, that's been super important, but, uh, anyways, and then one other thing that I want to talk about real quick before we sign off here. Um, and you know, as we continue down this, uh, you know, new podcasts and different topics and such, um, you know, one of the other things that, uh, you know, I'd like to uh, talk about a little bit more in depth. Uh, and again, back to everyone handles things a little bit differently. I always felt like it made me callous. This is something that I, that I don't share with, Everybody, I guess, and I don't know if I've ever even had this conversation with you, Matt, or, or JT. I don't believe I have, but I always felt like it made me callous and terrible, um, and and I and I didn't realize that it, it really has nothing to do with that. I don't believe it, it does that at all. For whatever the reason, I'm, I'm just wired that way, I'm, and I've been wired that way since the, since I could remember. For as long as I could remember, since I was a kid, I've been wired this particular way. Um, everybody has a, a difficult time. A lot of people have more of a difficult time and, and not everyone, but a lot of people, most of the people that I run into anyways, um, have a, uh, a really tough time, uh, with short term memory, right? Forgetting something quickly and moving on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about good things, right? Although you don't want to do that either, right? Because you want to obviously cherish those moments for as long as possible because that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Mostly when you're talking about bad things, right? right? Most people have a really tough time with taking something negative and, and literally storing that shit away in a box, putting it in the middle of the ocean and continuing to move forward and not think about it again. Right. Like wasting zero energy on whatever that is and then just keep it moving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like that made me callous, right? Like for a long time, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, that makes me heartless, right? Like I'm super callous and heartless. I don't care. Right. Um, but it's, 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 it's not like that, right? It, it's, it's just different. I've always been wired like that. Um, I, I remember... Uh, you know, you know, again, we'll get into this uh, topic as well. I had my first kid when I was 17. Right. And I remember, I remember when my girlfriend at the time and keep in mind, I'm a junior in high school at the time. Okay. So I remember when my girlfriend at the time told me she was pregnant and I remember thinking to myself, Oh shit was the very first thing. Right. Um, like major Oh shit. And I didn't say, Oh shit. I said something else, but you, you follow me. Right? right. That was the first thing that, that came to my mind. Then the second thing that came to mind, like literally right after was crap. Um, how am I going to tell my parents? Right. And I'm going to disappoint my parents. That was my second thought. And then I remember literally in this sequence, the third thing that came into my mind was it is what it is. Let's move. I got, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Like in my mind, I already started making changes in my brain. Right. right. Like I already started to, I know it sounds weird, but I started to uh, go down the line. Every friend that I had, the ones that were good, the ones that were bad, the ones that weren't making it out of their homes and still live with their parents and uh, weren't going to college or weren't going to school or were fucking deadbeats or that I knew were bad influences, but they were my friends anyways. You know what I mean? Like I remember going through like quickly in my brain. Um, I didn't have that oh shit moment for a long time, even though I was 17 and I was still in high school and obviously I didn't have an education and God forbid, I wasn't even 18 yet. I was 17. Um, I didn't know how I was going to raise this kid. I remember that my oh shit moment lasted all but a minute. 
mm-hmm. literally a minute. And then I was, I was out, I was gone. I was, I was on to the next, right? Like, what am I going to do to make it happen? Right. I've always been like that. Um, and that's something that at some point I'd like to expand for a long time. I felt like it made me callous and heartless and, it, and it, it, I'm just, it's not that I'm just wired differently. I don't spend very much energy or time, uh, beating myself up over failures or things that are happening that are negative. Uh, I'm always, uh, thinking about okay it happened i spend you know 10 percent of my energy okay why did it happen and then i spend the rest of my energy uh coming up with either solutions either a how could it not happen or b what actions can i take and what massive action can i take for it to go away quickly or for me to make that situation better as quickly as possible right. and that's just how i'm wired and i'm wired like that i've been wired like that since i could possibly remember so, but, but anyways, thought I'd share that with you and Matt, I'm going to definitely, you know, take a look at that ESPN special. Cause it came up on my feed, man. I just haven't had time to, to watch it, but I, everyone I've talked to said it's fantastic by the way. Oh yeah. You know, another one that you got to check out though. And I like, obviously the, the one I talked about earlier with the last dance with Michael Jordan and all them. Mm. Again, it's a 10 part series and I've only seen the first two episodes, wow. but I watched one before that, um, called, uh, a kid from Coney Island, um, and that's about Stefan Marbury. That one, amazing. So watch that one also. You, you know which one's really good too. If you didn't watch this one, did you want watch the one from uh, about Ron Artest? That's a really great one too. Oh yeah, dude. That's a really yeah. good one, man. Because he gets into for anyone that didn't know it. So Ron, Ron Artest, uh, you know, ha- does have a uh, you know mental kind of disability to some degree right he's he's uh what do they call it um uh bipolar right Mm -hmm. so he's got some bipolar disorder so anyway so this is one of the very first times he really gets in deep into the you know his bipolar and and kind of what that's the challenges as he's had as a kid trying to make the nba um so that one's really good too man if you haven't looked at that one that was fantastic Awesome. But anyways, neither one of listen, I really want to appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, we've been going at it for almost 55 minutes, man. I appreciate your time. I know it's valuable, so I appreciate the fact that you took the time to spend it with us. Uh, hopefully some of these podcasts are going to be valuable. We're going to be getting into a lot of deep discussions about all sorts of really cool stuff. I know one of the main things that uh, we will be talking about will be health in general, only because you'd be amazed how many text messages and messages I get on Instagram from buddies or friends that I know constantly asking me what I eat on a daily basis. Uh, what is this apple cider vinegar concoction that I keep talking to everyone about? <laughs> what my macros look? I mean, I get the most oddball questions, man, from people. It's crazy. So anyway, so we're going to talk about health, man. But other than that, I really appreciate everyone's time, man. Matt and JT, if you guys got anything else that's it man i'm good this was this was help this was this was helpful i appreciate that man yeah yeah thanks both of you guys for taking the time to be on this uh uh to be on my podcast man i really appreciate you guys i'm really excited man Uh, i'm hoping this takes off man and i'm hoping we can help some people as much as possible and if you're listening to the show man uh remember man uh, whatever situation you're in um doesn't have to be the situation you end up in man you have a choice and you have an option Uh, to see yourself out of that by taking massive action. So uh, stay humble, 
stay blessed, my friends. Uh, and as always, man, keep your grind on. Peace. This episode of the DMG podcast was brought to you by TC Studios. TC Studios is located in Marietta, California. Please visit youthinkcreative.com for more info.